You are listening to Super Yacht Radio. And welcome back to the crew mess on Super Yacht Radio. I have the pleasure of being joined today. I have to say, I, I was kind of excited as I read a little bit more about this and wished I had a little bit more time. But we're going to be talking today about holistic wellness. And I have the pleasure of being joined by Jamie Iredale from the Royal Wellness Group. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Jamie, we were having a cup of tea and catching up. You're here based in Mallorca as well. Yes. Um, kind of the inception of, of what happened because holistic wellness wasn't necessarily where you started. You started a bit more as an entrepreneur, which seems to continue. Yes, definitely. Um, my life was, was not holistically driven before, but I've gone through a rather large transformation in, in my own world uh, while living in Asia for nearly eight years. Yeah. With that, you kind of had eight years of this experience of many levels. I, you were based in Thailand, right? You? Yes, I was based on a small little island in the Gulf of Thailand called Koh Phangan, which um, is very famous, uh, obviously, for its party scene. Uh, very much like Ibiza, it kind of has the whole yin yang going on. So it has the parties, but it also has this huge, this huge paradigm of healing, shamanism, uh, yoga, meditation, uh, ecstatic dances, kind of a little bit of a hippie community, if you will. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, then you came here to Mallorca and tell us a little bit of the story of, of the inception of this. Well, sure. So um, I guess the last job that I had or uh, last project that I was involved in in Thailand is I was helping uh, resorts transition from these uh, hotels. Uh, basically just selling rooms and breakfast to become all-inclusive healing centers. There was a huge trend that was happening in Asia, which I think now is a, more of a global trend, but definitely started off in Southeast Asia. And so, uh, so yeah, I transitioned basic hotels into these healing centers. I developed uh, the protocols, understood what not to do and what to do, uh, created a nice faculty of healers and uh, holistic doctors, osteopaths, tantra practitioners, etc., from around the Orient. And we started to, to roll these retreats out. And um, quite frankly, the transformations that were happening uh, before my eyes were, were, were quite profound. And, you know, these are people that were seeking help from traditional means for quite some time. And simply, you know, for the lack of a better term, just lost hope. And so they considered something holistic. Because some, they had medical issues? Or yeah, medical issues. Uh, overstressed. Exactly. Overstressed, burnout, psychological issues, uh, traumas. You know, traumas are a huge one. Traumas will normally manifest into uh, all the surface level issues that we kind of deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. But these are all rooted back to the first seven years of our childhood, you know. Um, so there was uh, a lot of mind, body, soul interests, if you will, as opposed to concerns, um, coming into these uh, wellness wellness centers. And, you know, after two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, however long they decided to stay, um, they were just genuinely brighter in appeal, happier, more content. Um, you know, they were losing weight. Uh, they were getting more in touch with their own personal, you know, heart opening experiences uh, that will last. Remembering with them. what it actually felt like to feel happy or healthy or, you know, I, I think people can get so caught in cycles yeah. that they do, they don't even notice. They just keep on keep on going, you know, focused on whatever the next thing or the project or the. And I mean, it's why we all love holidays. But unfortunately, very often when we get to a holiday, it's the first time we've stopped in so long, and we tend to get sick 
um, which is the catch 22, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Me personally, whenever I go on holidays, it takes about three, four days for my body to actually resonate that I'm on holiday for me to really relax. The mm -hmm. first two, three days on holiday, I'm actually not the most pleasant person to be around because it's still my body's program that I need to be go, go, go. So I think a lot of where this came from is, you know, my own personal, my own personal, uh, um, interests, so to speak. You know, as I mentioned, we all have traumas. We all have issues that we need to overcome in life to say that you're a clean individual. I think you're, you're fooling yourself. Um, whether you want to take a look at it or not, uh, it's up to you. I've decided to take a look at it. And through my own personal development, I realized, you know, that this kind of paradigm needs to, uh, needs to be bridged, uh, instead of just operating mostly in Southeast Asia. Um, my decision was to try to bridge Southeast Asia with the West and bring these really, uh, interesting modalities and healing treatments and philosophies uh, to to a place that I think is is due. It's funny, I w before our, our chat with you, I had been trying to remember when I noticed in particular, you know, alternative medicines and yoga and, and you know, for my generation, it was kind of in the 90s where it became you know, all sorts of new ideas. Yoga classes became a lot more norm. Um, natural health food shops opened up. You know, homeopathy was much more apparent. Um, but the, we were also the generation who were less tied. We traveled more. We experienced more of, you know, as we traveled. So this next generation, you know, have kind of grown up with it. And I think we have a much bigger and broader understanding of, of health as well. 20 years ago, holistic health was very much seen as being alternative or hippie, where I think for our generation or from, you know, 20 to 50, it has become, whether it's incorporated in people's lives, they're a lot more aware of it. Certainly. Although there's still a lot more there that we still don't know about. Yes, for sure. I mean, I continue to to, to learn and to research uh, new developments. Um, you know, there's a fascinating realm called biohacking now, which is kind of like do-it-yourself tricks, how to hack your own body's biology to become the best, you know, optimized version of yourself. That whole paradigm is extremely interesting and continues to evolve on a daily basis. It started off with flotation therapy and cryotherapy, but now we're talking about quantum resonance machines machines, you know, transcranial uh, electro bands that go around your head, almost like Star Trek characters. So uh, the whole premise of it is very Star Trek, actually. Um, but uh, this is the blend of, of scientific quantifiable data uh, with biological assumptions. And uh, the results that are coming out of this are quite, quite profound. Wow. Yeah. But I think also there's been um, <coughs> a big, um, I mean, the, the topic as we were starting was the resurgence of holistic health holistic awareness yes definitely. um you know mindfulness i know is one of the things you involve in your retreat now meditation certainly has been you know much longer based but mindfulness i think is kind of the next step that's a lot more accessible to people as well of course mindfulness isn't a practice mindfulness i think is a is a lifestyle philosophy you know it can be applied to the way that you do business it could be applied to the way that you exercise it can be applied to the way that you uh, practice intimacy with your partner uh, it's an it's an overlaid perception into real world. Um, and so in order to achieve, I think, a state of mindfulness or samadhi or nirvana, if you will, if you want to get into the Sanskrit terms, um, yes, much practice needs to come through that, you know, daily meditation, sign up for a yoga studio, um, you know, watch some online videos by some of these gurus like Sadhguru or Prem Baba or Osho, if he was still alive, um, just kind of feeling the vibrations of a, of a higher being in a sense will, in a sense, will more or less just, uh, 
you'll absorb it like a sponge over time. I think, uh, I mean, one of the things I love is that it, it's also, it's the being in a moment. So you can actually be mindful washing up. You know, you don't necessarily need to be sitting cross-legged and To me, quiet. I get better meditation out of cleaning dishes than I do in, lo in sitting in Lotus. <laughs> you so. can come to my house anytime. <laughs> <Don't bother. laughs> um, so whatever, whatever works for you, you know, is what we, is, is our ethos. You know, we're not here to, to, to teach you a prescribed method because in fact, everything that we do with raw wellness is completely personalized and bespoke tailored to the individual. So, you know, we put individuals through a number of different assessments, some of them using technology. Some of them are just more uh, therapeutic consultations, but it's to really figure out how a person ticks. And once we understand the inner clock uh, that we're dealing with, we can then assign them uh, a specific yoga style, a specific meditation practice, a specific diet, which will, in a sense, be very different than what their colleague might be experiencing when they're both partaking in one of our, one of our programs. So... Going back to when you were setting it up, yeah. you had from your previous experience a, a kind of network of global practitioners around the world. Yeah, well, at that time it wasn't quite global uh, because the business that I was uh, working with uh, was located in, in Asia, and so we were our our attempt was to pool people from the from the nearby communities, which was uh, quite easy because most of these healers and shamans and people that are onto the holistic path. Most of them have, have moved away from the West in order to work on themselves and work on their practice. So for us, it was kind of just pulling people out of our backyard. Now, these are exceptional, uh, exceptional healers. And this is one of the main reasons I wanted to do this is I was noticing this, uh, this paradigm of healers working on other healers. And I said, what a, what a waste of potential, you know? <laughs> so many other people you could pick from. <laughs> exactly. You know? So I was like, why not just bring this, this, this value and, you know, inject it into the matrix, if you want to call it this. And, and really work on people who, who are deserving of these, of these, of these treatments and uh, people who are influential. And perhaps through working on some of these, uh, these hearts and minds, it might just translate to a more conscious world to live in. So if you can, in, and I'm not saying the upper tier, but the upper high net worth individuals. And funny, I was reading it during the week of what a difference that can make when one of them become a leader. Jeff Bezos has just you know, offered 8% of his fortune for climate change. Exactly. And, you know, one of the great things is, well, hopefully others will take the same step. Somebody has done it. So, you know, it's just being more conscious idea. towards yourself, towards the planet, towards all sentient beings, you know, even Bill Gates with the construction of his new hydro yacht, whether that's real news or fake news, we don't fake know yet. Fake news, I believe. Yes. Um, but just even the notion that something like that is about to, you know, embark on the water, this is a huge leap forward in, in what we consider to be, you know, mainstream science or, you know, things along those lines. So I think, yes, it does take the leaders to, to move forward a new paradigm, uh, trying to work from the bottom up. It just doesn't really seem to work. So we do need to work towards a trickle-down approach. So in your kind of belief or philosophy, if you can have these, in, in our industry, these owners of the super yachts experience this holistic health, this holistic wellness, it will have a knock-on effect to how they operate and 
Yes, this is this is the vision. Is that it'll it'll have an effect, perhaps at a low level, that they might just switch from plastic bottles to you know glass bottles on their boat, to the most ideal situation where they start a charity that's consciously based, that's donating to various organizations, and that all was a result of you know working with Royal Wellness for two weeks. These are the kind of transformations that we want to help people achieve. Royal Wellness, in a sense, is 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 somebody's first stepping stone towards a positive lifestyle change. We're not we're not into the gimmicks or the Mickey Mouse or the fluff. We're really here to do proper, sincere work for people that are as sincere as we are about this kind of work. So in this case, would you go to a super yacht and sit and talk with the owners or the guests, um, take time to get to know them, and then plan a retreat on the super yacht? Well, or how, how how does that work for? Yeah, so our process is quite is quite simple. Um, we work with a with a network of brokers and agents, uh, whether they're concierge agents or you know super yacht brokers. Um, their their job is mostly just to you know let the client know that a that this whole experience even exists because most people in the West they don't even know that they can have access to these kind of experiences without booking a five thousand dollar trip to to Asia. Um, so just knowing that this is on the radar is step number one. Um, for the broker, the agent to pass them our website, they go take a look at it. Naturally, you know, there's a lot of information there for them to sit on, digest and kind of research themselves. Ideally, they're going to get back to the broker or the agent within a handful of questions. At that point, the agent passes the phone to me. I'm the one that, in a sense, you know, explains what this is all about, why we do it, the value that stands to be added to their lives, et cetera, et cetera. If it all sounds good, then we set them in front of our, one of our holistic doctors. So at that point, they would be taken for a three to four hour wellness consultation, mind, body, soul, in addition to a few uh, forms that need to be filled out so that we have all the data that's needed in order to create those personalized products and, and uh, do them in a way that they're actually results driven, you know, purpose driven. Um, so the, our doctors, they, they're, they're the ones that create the programs uh, from the ground up. And as I mentioned, if there's eight people partake, partaking in a detox retreat, uh, the way that each of those bodies work is very different. And so it's safe to assume that uh, each one of their personalized health programs will be very different as well. So the doctor's on board uh, on the boat during the entire time of the retreat, acting as a program director, acting as the main con uh, consultant, and also acting as a point of confidence. Oftentimes what happens in a detox retreat is sometimes the client will wake up in the middle of the night having night sweats or, uh, or nightmares or something like that. But these are basic purifications that are happening when the toxins are leaving the body. You know, these lower vibrations need to come out and usually it's done through a dream or a vocal expression <laughs> or tears or whichever the body, you know, articulates that energy leaving the body. Um, and then once the retreat is done, we don't, we don't say thank you for your money, out you go. We actually offer eight weeks of follow-up support via web calls. Right. So the idea is to is to keep the client on track to make sure that those lifestyle changes that are initiated during the retreat are actually maintained afterwards and to to be a, a point, you know, as I mentioned, a point of confidence. If there's any questions that come up, any concerns, interests, you know, after the retreat, uh, we have people there to act as a family. You know, that's the thing. Roll on. This is a family. And it's keeping them in a support system that can help maintain. Exactly. What they've achieved. Definitely. Definitely. Like a, a mentor or a coach after the fact. Very cool. Um, how, what do you, what can you offer? Okay. I mean, they, um, um, I, I did have a read of the one day kind of taster of just giving multiple experiences from, you know, starting the morning with meditation to last thing at night of vibration therapy, so to speak. Sure. It sounded amazing. Um, but I'm sure you've been kind of focused on what 
repertoire you would offer? Yeah, so we we started off with four main channels, if you will. Uh, one is a mindfulness retreat, which focuses on uh, yoga, meditation, Zen fitness, and Eastern philosophy. Uh, we have a detoxification retreat, which focuses on weight loss, uh, detox protocols, dietetics, and we also uh, draw a little bit of awareness on some of these new age diets like paleo. Um, we have a third option, which is a couples retreat, which focuses on intimate reconnection, couples therapy, some tantric philosophy in there. And I just want to mention, you know, a lot of people, they hear the word tantra and they really get the wrong idea of what it is. Um, I think for the most part, people have this idea that tantra is just a sad excuse to have a, a debaucherous party in California somewhere. Well, it just tantric and sex always come together, I think, in people's exactly. minds. And I mean, sex is a part of tantra, but the reason is, is because tantra is all about the practice of moving energy um, and, you know, uh, sexual energy in the universe is what bears life. It's what gives birth to, to humans and to, to life itself. So naturally, sexual energy is one of the most potent forms of energy to work with if you want to get into the practice of maybe trying to manifest reality and things like this. So it's a little bit of magic, if you will, um, but not to scare people away. It's more or less just uh, how to open up your heart to the world and to yourself. And through that practice, uh, intimate reconnections happen on a very profound level. So Tantra is a little aspect of what we bring up in the couples retreats. And if it's of interest to them and they want to go a deep dive strictly into Tantra, well, we can create a, a bespoke program that's more uh, philosophy driven that way. And for each of these, you would have a, the holistic kind of doctor overseeing it, but then you would have for example, a Tantra specialist exactly. or a uh, meditation yeah. guide. Yeah. So every, every, every retreat that we offer normally has about four to five personnel, sometimes a little bit more. Now we understand the, the capacity limitations on, on the super yachts, especially if they're cruising. Um, everything has been, you know, set up to, to, to respect those capacity limitations. So if we only need, um, say a spa specialist for one hour on the boat, well, they're only on the boat for one hour and we tender them off the boat to make room for the next practitioner just so that we stay within that capacity limitation. And then um, the fourth program that we have is a corporate burnout recovery program. So a lot of corporate leaders these days, they kind of put their own health and wellness on hold in order to meet deadlines, achieve quotas, or just build their empires. And, you know, uh, burnouts happen very, very often and uh, can be very detrimental for the entire organization as a whole. So what we're noticing is now is having these large companies, Fortune 500 companies, actually sponsor burnout retreats for their top C-level executives. It's an investment into their people. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if you look at a Wall Street firm and say their top top earner generates the company a billion dollars per year, well, it's in the company's best interest to make sure that person's at the you know operating at the highest potential. Yeah, well, and and you know, Bernard, being I'm half half Irish, half American, and even culturally, there's quite a lot of differences to how people work in the states versus you live in Spain. Um, yeah, yeah. The perspective, you know, this siesta happens every day, and you're not going to phone someone between you know. 12 and 2 or 2 and 4 in the summertime. Yeah. But it, you know, I read a report recently of how they found that when people worked four days a week instead of five days a week, they, at the end of three months, they were working as effectively on the four days as the five days. Our modern life is, and I say this from siblings who live in the States, it's all about, it's constant. You know, they get in a thousand emails a week, at least, if not a day. It's that constant rat race 
long commutes, you know, with their big cities. Um, and this affects a lot of those in the higher bracket of, of earning. Nobody is immune to this, mm. you know. So our burnout program specializes on emotional balancing, structural in, structural integrity, because a lot of people, they're sitting in these ergonomically destructive positions when they're sitting at work behind a computer. Um, sleep rehabilitation. A lot of them can't sleep at nighttime. They're sitting around, rolling around in their bed. And... Uh, and stress management is the biggest one. Mm -hmm. Stress management is huge. Uh, I mean, but that's a huge topic in itself. I oh mean, yeah. I cannot see that that would be a one day retreat. Is that a, you do it in modules almost? Well, our, our burnout uh, program features uh, burnout specialists. Uh, so one in mind is a uh, retired investment uh, banker. And so he nearly died facing a burnout himself. And so once he kind of turned things around for himself, he was compelled to share these techniques and these philosophies with others to prevent, you know, the same thing from happening to other people. Um, so how this works is these, these, um, these tricks, these hacks, these philosophies, whatever you want to call them, these are in a sense uh, brought up through educational workshop platforms during the retreats. So the retreats have a lot of practice, they have a lot of philosophy, they have educational workshops. It's a very well-rounded education. In a sense, it's like going back to university in a way. So uh, being able to understand both the presume the the physiological the psychological responses and how you can mediate against them well in my experience knowledge is power and i think that you know if we're expecting these people to really take on a new lifestyle if we don't give them the knowledge and the understanding as to why they want to do it then there's no there's no chance that they're actually going to implement it mm. Give them a reason to do it. Certainly, certainly. And I think once they understand the compelling value that, that these things can offer their life and, you know, they do a 30 day challenge where they actually implement these things for 30 days, um, I'd be willing to, to bet a lot of money that they would uh, that they would uh, stop doing it after 30 days. You know, it's like somebody that goes to a new yoga studio for the first time. They take the 30 day challenge. Well, they're they're a daily client for their for a long time after that. Yeah. Well, I, I've noticed as well um, a number of different 21 day challenges. I think 21 days seems um, almost more achievable for some people. You know, 21 days, I can do that for 21 days. Whichever timeline you want to, in, in spiritual traditions, we call them tapas, you know, so set a tapa for yourself, whether it's a week, two weeks, whatever you feel is realistic, but stick to it and see, see what happens afterwards. And, you know, I think I've explained is that our team is ready to, to help, you know, and encourage that tapa and keep you accountable to that tapa. So uh, out of interest, is there particular speciality of what you offer that is a favorite for you or that has had the biggest effect for you? <laughs> I mean, it's probably a whole combination of experiences and many different things, but was there, you know, just something that made you go, wow, I didn't see the impact this would have, but that worked. <laughs> you know what? I, um, I would say, and I would say it's the Tantra stuff, uh, the philosophy of Tantra, not the practice slash sexual side of it. Um, and as well as some of the plant, plant medicine ceremonies that I've, that I've taken. And this is something else that we offer. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to Peru, South America, sit with shamans, you know, drink this, uh, this herbal tea, if you will, but it sends people into these psychedelic realms where they're able to access deep memory imprints, you know, embedded traumas and actually let these things surface to the, for, it's you know, it, surface. Uh, is it Ayu, Ayurveda? Um, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Yeah. That's it. So there's ayahuasca, there's San Pedro, there's peyote, mescaline, uh, ibogaine, which is the African version of it, which is the original plant medicine. Um, all of these plants resonate on a different vibration and they, they target different, uh, different 
depths of, of, of issues, if you will. And um, so I think I've had some very groundbreaking experiences uh, working with plant medicines. And uh, to, to answer your question, I think the Tantra philosophy is definitely something that was inspiring and it helped me to, to make sense of my own path. You know, a lot of people, they, they, when they want to take on a path of spirituality, but they have this programming of corporate worlds or programming from their family that they need to go out and be that doctor or that engineer or that lawyer. Or religious programming. Exactly. Yeah. Even more so, or the religious programming. That's the biggest one, I think. The problem that I was facing is like, how, how can you be spiritual, but then pursue money and materialism at the same time? It seems like conflicting ideologies. So what I came to find out is in order to reach spirituality or, or, you know, a high level of, of consciousness, uh, there's two paths uh, that you can take. One is the ascetic path, which is what you often see with monks and priests where they kind of forsake the material world. They do their practice, they sip their tea, they sweep the floor, and that's pretty much their life. Um, that's one way of doing it. And it's actually the easiest path to ascension because once you no longer have the distractions, the beautiful women, the fancy cars, all this thing, all these things, it's very easy to kind of just focus on your practice. Second to that, there's the tantric path and the tantric path in a sense is living in the material world but not being of the material world so the idea is you can be your you know you can be a billionaire with multiple super yachts and uh, lavish lifestyle but if for instance Jesus Christ was to come to you tomorrow saying my son I have some serious plans for you it's now time to leave all of this behind uh, the person in question would be so detached from his material belongings that he would have no problem simply leaving it all behind so the idea is like I said you can be in the material world but not be defined by the material world and that's just oftentimes what we what we find is when you meet somebody what is the first thing they say oh I'm an engineer or I'm a doctor they define themselves by 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 their careers or by their possessions or or by these things that are completely irrelevant to the, to the true authentic, you know, authenticism of the human soul. So Tantra, in a sense, it allows you to pursue all of these material pleasures and still engage in the game of life. But in a sense, you're kind of hiding. Uh, you're putting on a mask and you have no, no issue, um, how do I say, tuning out of one vibration and going back to your spiritual vibration and then tuning back into the matrix and going back to, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's weaving through life in a way. And that's, that's really what the philosophy of Tantra not, is. Not needing things in the same way. Exactly. I, it, it's funny having, you know, moved country. When you first move country, you think, oh, but I have all this stuff, you know, I've, I have this nice home or whatever. And then I, and I've done this on occasion, all of a sudden you leave it behind and you go, I just didn't need any of that stuff. It was all stuff. So yeah. not having the attachment. It can be quite liberating. Yeah, it really can. And so this is, I think, one of the biggest philosophies that I'm very excited to share with some of the clients that we're looking to do work with is I think many of these people at this level are, are now being faced with an uh, an an internal burn you know there there's there's a shift in consciousness that's happening on this planet uh, as you were saying 30 years ago this is very subculture very underground but now everybody's doing a detox or a juice fast or doing meditation or yoga it's pretty much daily life now so this this uh this burning sensation of considering something bigger than yourself doing something in servitude to others all of this is is hitting everybody on planet earth right now and even more so you know people in these ultra high net worth individual networks the problem that i that oh. i I, I mean, I would just sort of, uh, because I think maybe they don't get to experience the things that help us. Sometimes it's tough being humble, but it makes you really, really appreciate things. Yeah. 
um, you know, and and I think maybe if you don't have that experience, you don't appreciate the difference when a friend comes over with a home cooked meal or, you know, it's small things. But for the average person, it's the small things. It's the human connections. It's the um, quiet belief in the self. Those are the things that actually give our life value. And, and perhaps it's harder to achieve that when you have everything in a physical sense that you need. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's just a matter of, of helping these people understand that they can still live their day to day life, um, but with a, with an overlay of, of just awareness and and consciousness behind it. You've been working with a number of um, yachting companies as well to kind of bring this platform to Yes, yes. So the super yacht world. Are there two sides? Is there one side for the super yachts, but you also have bases where if people want to take a land-based retreat, you have that provision as well? Of course. I mean, the idea is if I can, you know, in, in this world, you oftentimes hear once you hop on the spiritual path, uh, it's very hard to hop off that path, right? And so our, our idea is that once we start to uh, educate, inspire and compel people is that uh, this will be a journey for them, not just a one-off shot retreat. And so the idea is that they're not on their yachts all year round. So we might get them, you know, their, their interest generated while they're on the boat, but uh, they might need us, you know, the month after where they don't have their boats. And so what to do in this situation? So we definitely want to broaden our, our, our service to land-based opportunities, whether it's their chateau or estate or villa, or whether it's their family and they're going to a boutique resort and they've rented out the whole resort for privacy sake, but they need that, uh, the experience thrown into that container. Uh, so yeah, land-based is definitely uh, on the radar for us and if we ever had a client who said look i got a, a six hour flight from this place to this place uh, do you have a masseuse for my private jet sure you can find that yeah well fantastic and if people want to find out more jamie how's the uh yes. best way to find out more about this uh, the best way is just to to go to our website. Uh, it's either uh, royalwellnessgroup.com or we've also had the we also have the domain superyachtwellness.com. And you know I've built the website to be very much of a encyclopedia, so to speak. It's very you know a lot of people have said it's it's content heavy, but it was designed that way. You know we're trying to. Uh, educate a, a new paradigm and it's it's very hard to do so in in these uh, little call to action texts so my social media is going to be really tough because you have to be very short on that yeah we're yeah. just starting to get onto our whole social media game and quite frankly after living in asia for five years coming back into this world and seeing how it's all evolved uh, i feel old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so uh so it's definitely a learning curve for me and um the idea is that social media imagery and the conversion uh, protocols will all lead back to our website uh, where that website you know it, it, there's enough in information there for somebody to get lost for at least a day and uh, we're in the process of loading an external resources page now uh, where we're going to be featuring uh, compelling TED talks wired magazine interviews uh, very credible uh, sources from doctors and very specialists around the world talking about the very things that we do okay so you also want it as an information center if people Definitely. want to know more about holistic practices or how they work or what's happening with them i can i can do the best job that i can to articulate all of this but i think it, it's it's best said from some of the leading doctors around the world who have switched from allopathic medicine to alternative medicines uh, we work with a number of them as well but i think uh, having the ted brand behind it or the wired magazine brand behind it speaks volumes in terms of credibility yeah yeah and and i mean that's the great thing i think about the development in alternative therapies is 
because they've become more mainstream, there's more research and data out there about, because uh, certainly 20 or 30 years ago, because you couldn't scientifically prove it in a lab, it became quite difficult to prove its effectiveness. So um, with this broadening, we've got a lot more studies and research into. Exactly. I think what we're starting to notice now is the convergence of, of science with religion. And uh, that's kind of our ethos. That's going to be a whole nother topic for another day. We got, we got lots to cover. We got lots to cover for sure. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. It was thank you. lovely to see you today. Likewise. And uh, anyone who wants to get in touch with him, you're on LinkedIn. And there's also the um, website royalwellnessgroup.com. This is Super Yacht Radio.